From the Shepherd House International in Georgetown, Guyana, Bishop Victor Connors Asabre, anointed by God, will inspire you with rare and down-to-earth but provoking teachings from the Word of God to love the Lord deeply and to devote yourself to His work. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Now, here is Bishop Collins. Father, thank you for such a privilege to be alive and to celebrate again, again, again the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you that tonight you will start this journey with us, encourage us, affirm your love, your kindness towards us, and that you will not allow us to leave your presence the same as we came, but we will continue to remember how privileged we are to be free of any debt of sin. Thank you for the old ragged cross, which still stands to show us the greatest love anyone can show a human being. Thank you for tonight. May we be blessed because we came. In Jesus' name, somebody said, Amen. Hallelujah. Give Jesus a bigger hand clapping. You may please be seated. see the, 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 the lyrics one says silent as he stood accused Chale, nobody stands quiet as they accuse you know <laughs> it doesn't happen it does not happen that you are you stand silent when you are being accused it doesn't happen you go for a lawyer to, to, to go and fight for you mocked and scorned he bowed to the father's will and he took a crown of thorns and the song says scent of heaven God's own son to purchase and redeem and reconcile the very ones the very ones who nailed him to that but to that tree as Joshua but okay and reconcile the very ones who nailed him to that tree Charlie if there's anybody to reconcile not the ones who nailed you to the tree <laughs> I beg you not those ones <laughs> somebody else <laughs> are you with me Easter is very very important now, just as um, the Holy Spirit took advantage of uh, the celebration of Pentecost. Remember, the Holy Spirit came down uh, during the Feast of Pentecost. Do, do, do you know that? 
Are you aware of that? When the Jews were celebrating, you know, God gave them, when, when he took them from Egypt and he took them to Canaan, he, he gave them laws, he gave them rules, he gave them regulations, he gave them arrangements. And, and that is what made them a people. You, you, you get it? A people or people are bound. If somebody, if a group of people is a people, one people, one nation, one destiny. One people means that a group of people who are governed or are under a certain law, a certain rule, a certain regulation. You get it. And so they were not a people as much as they were people in Egypt. God also took them out and separated them to make them into a proper group of people. So he gave them laws. He gave them rules. So all the 14 years that they were uh, walking and traveling, it was a moment to, to, to cause them to connect and to merge as a group of people called the Jews. I don't know if you understand. That's why when a group of people don't have things that binds them, that they follow, that they observe, it's a confused group of people. Are you, are you, are you following what I'm saying? Are, are you there with me? Or are you still there? And so the, the Feast of Pentecost was a celebration. That was something after it was a feast of harvest or something like that. And so during that time, everybody comes together and they celebrate. So there were Jews who were living outside Jerusalem who came at that time to celebrate the feast of Pentecost. That's why the Bible says that, you know, um, on the day of Pentecost, people who heard Peter and, and Co speaking tongues, they were Jews there. They're from Elamites. They were uh, from Mesopotamia. They're from different areas. But they had come to Jerusalem to celebrate the feast, which actually connected them and made them a people. That is why Easter time, there's nothing that can keep you away from, from the house and the presence of God. If we are a people. But the blood of Jesus is what has made us a people indeed. The Bible says that we are all members of one body. And so, just as the Holy Spirit took advantage of the, of the feast of Pentecost to descend... Jesus also took advantage of the Passover to die. So the plan of God, if you remember, this is Easter week is, is Passover. If you go to Jerusalem, they are celebrating Passover, not Easter. Because remember, Jesus asked the disciples to go and prepare a place for him to celebrate the Passover with them. And that's when they gathered together in the upper room and then they broke bread and they drank the wine. It was during the Passover feast. Unleaving bread, the feast of unleaving bread. And then that was the same period that he was betrayed. On Thursday night, his betrayal was sealed with 30 pieces of silver. Now, it is very significant because Passover is a moment where a lamb without spot or blemish was slain for the deliverance of the Israelites leaving Egypt if you remember that festival are, you, are, you, are, you, are we Christians I'm talking to Hindus and Muslims are we Christians Melissa uh, Melissa Newman, yeah, yeah. Melissa Austin okay there's a new man also so as you are celebrating the feast of Passover that was God's plan also to hijack that season and kill a real lamb. Because they were there to celebrate the day the spirit of death 
ransacked the firstborn of all the Egyptians, including Pharaoh's firstborn. But the firstborns of the Israelites and their animals were spared because of the blood of the lamb that was used to mark the doors of the Jews. And so during that same celebration in, in the days of Jesus, God chose that season for Jesus to be betrayed. And for him to be scorned and to be, to be, to be accused and to be tried and to be murdered. So as Jesus was being, going through all of these things, people didn't know that the real Passover is happening live. And, and, and to me, to me, and it must be to you as well, I see, and, and I, I just want to share about the power of God. Right? The power of God. I, I think that the power of God is, is, so, is so trivialized. We, we, we limit ourselves we are very ignorant to the power of God because a week like this in the days of Jesus power you see you, you only have to see what was happening in the spiritual realm for somebody who can speak and things can happen who decides not to speak it's a lot of power now if you know a bit about racing okay and then you go in South Dakota and you have a racing car and then, you know, you're preparing to race and you are revving, you rev, you rev the vehicle. Vroom, 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 vroom. From the sound of the vehicle, you know, you know, tell this guy, when they say go. But can you imagine that? Vroom, 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 vroom. And then you don't move. It's like all the power in the engine has been, has been hijacked. It's like with all this rev, 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 you can't move that's, that's what happened Jesus saw Judas and the high priest and the Pharisees coming for him Judas came so close and kissed him and Peter drew a sword you can see the difference between the power Jesus had and the power that Peter had. Peter, Peter, when we said, no, no, we said, okay, we are not going. Peter said, no, no, we will go. I can't, this revving in me, I can't keep it. And many are like that. There's a passion when it comes, you have to misbehave. You got to misbehave. Should I say that again? <laughs> I'm saying that it takes a lot of power to have so, to, to restrain yourself. Because for many of us, when you are angry, you will do what you feel like doing. But don't forget, your action is speaks more than your words. You, know, you may think, oh, yeah, man, I'm sorry, man. Oh, no, no. No, 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 don't worry that I, I hollow upon you, but I still love you. No, hollering and love is completely different. <laughs> Disrespecting and, and, and passing people straight and telling them you love them is very different. It means that you don't have control over yourself. It takes power to control your feelings. And so for me, our Easter celebration very very important 
I just want to, I want us to just talk about the power of God. Because it takes power to have what we have, to be brought to where we have been brought, and to be who we are. It, it takes power. And many Christians are bereft of the power of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. In Mark chapter 12, talking about the power of God. Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12. If we understand the power of God, the first thing we will call upon when we are in any situation will be the power of God. Sometimes, the first thing we call is not on the power of God, it's upon something else. Mark chapter 12, verse 18. Mark chapter 12 and verse 18. It's Easter. If you had, if you had, you see, that, that's also one of the things um, that is sad about a country. The more a country opens, of course, the more people become a bit unreligious. But if you know how to manage yourself in an open country, you can still be who you say you are. One of the things that we are limited by is to understand what happens in other cultures and in, in different worlds. And that power comes through television. If we were to have television channels that shows us things going on around the world. A lot of ignorance is because we don't even have TV channels to see things outside the country. All the things we see is inside the country, even if we see something. Hallelujah. And so when you live in a country where you don't have 20, 25 TV channels, it's, it's, it's a problem. Because what is happening is that information is withheld from the common man. The people who want information, they'll be the ones who go online, who go on YouTube and search and read. And and if you look at us, maybe about 10% will even do that. Because if you were to see what is happening in Jerusalem this time, you, you'll be very serious about your Christian faith. It, it's not even reading Bible. It's just knowing how a rabbi has taken the feast of unleavened bread serious. The big bread without yeast. The bread can't, there should not be a rising in the bread. They eat it with bitter leaves because it is the Lord's Passover. It's a serious yearly celebration. Hey. It's sad. It's very sad because, you see, I saw, I saw a black uh, a minister of the government in a Hindu temple. I was just wondering, does he understand all these images and all these things? That, does he understand? I said, politics is bad. You can believe in politics and do all kinds of things. And if you look at us, we believe in God, but we don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Easter, Christmas, the 
that is our time. That is our moment. Sunday, that is the day. No jokes at all. Have you realized how the Muslims on a Friday, you see, if you've, if you've not seen it, Friday on Church Street, church just getting close to Fresenjian. Go to the, the mosque that is there. You see cars. You think they are in the casino. They are not in the casino. They are in the mosque. Serious Friday prayers for Muslims. A Muslim Friday afternoon, three of God. You should go to companies, Gafos and this place. Where you go, you can't find the workers who are supposed to work. They are somewhere praying. And never has, never has the world given Christians a place to pray. But they have created prayer rooms for Muslims at different airports. If you enter Chedi, so-called Chedi Jagan International Airport, there's a prayer room. It's just when I'm traveling, I don't have time. I want you to go and sit there and start speaking in tongues. Yeah, it's a prayer room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people make time. You see, it's so sad how we can't, we, we, we have something and we don't know what it is. Then come unto him the Sadducees, which say there is no resurrection. And they ask him. Some people, they believe in God, they say there's no resurrection. They ask him, saying, Master, Moses wrote unto us. So, if you miss the convention on Good Friday, something's wrong about your faith. You're not a good Hindu. <laughs> no, no, you're a good Muslim. You're a bad Christian too. <laughs> so, you, who are you really? <laughs> it's a master. Moses wrote unto us, if a man's brother die and leave his wife behind, or leave his wife behind him, and leave no children, that his brother should take his wife and raise up a seed unto his brother. This was, like I'm saying, when they were taken from Egypt through the Red Sea, on their way to Canaan. This was part of the rules. This is when people say that the Ten Commandments, it's not only Ten Commandments. Oh. This was also a law. Are you hearing what I'm, I'm trying to tell you? It's not that shall not kill, that shall not uh, mention the name of the Lord in vain, that, that the Sabbath day that shall keep it all. It's not just Ten Commandments. Oh. There were civil laws, there were moral laws, there were ceremonial laws. Three aspects of laws they were given. It was almost, I hear it was 300 and something laws they had. It's just a Ten Commandment people is used to, 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 to do our kind of thing. This was also a law. Moses gave them a law that if you have a brother and the brother dies, the brother is married, he dies without having a child, the next brother should take the wife as a next wife, no matter how many wives he has, he has to take that other wife, Karen, and then make sure that he sexes the brother's wife and that the brother's wife gets pregnant and therefore the brother is not seen as somebody who never had a child. What a law. Love thy neighbor as thyself. <laughs> Are there brothers here? Joshua and uh, Joey. 
Yeah. I don't know who wants whose wife to die. <laughs> or who wants who to die because of their wife. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So you can imagine that Joshua has a wife. And God forbid he doesn't. Joshua is not able to. They, they, don't, they don't have children. And Joshua dies. Then Akima is alone. Then Joey. <laughs> Jesus, thank you, Jesus. I've been waiting for you all this while. <laughs> Gentle joy. I've been waiting for years. Yeah, he has to bring out a scene for Joshua. And once, once, once Joey is able to impregnate Akima, it is Joshua's son, not Joey's son. That, that, that's, that's the rule. That's a rule. That's a rule. That's why in certain families you can't marry another race. Because that is what works in. But you see, there's a group of people, there's a group of people, their color is a little dark. They don't have anything. You see, somebody was asking me a question the other day. They were saying that, okay, when, when there's a wedding, what is the bill for the man and what's the bill for the woman? I saw your mother's sponge. <laughs> bill? Bill is about you who wants a woman. <laughs> you see, that, 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 there is no rule, there's no law. Who, who organizes the wedding cake? Who buys the wedding dress? Who does this? It's, like, it's such an open subject. And therefore, people who enter into marriage in a very open mind, they don't even know what to do. Because what has been given to us, we don't accept it. That will make us a group of people. Did you joke with these things, though? You know these things. If you, there is nothing, there's no step you are making that has no provision. Everything we do has provision in the law and the, the rules that God has given to us as his people. You just don't want to do it. You just don't even know about it. Shaquille wanted to ask me if he's married. So, Bishop, so who buys a woman's dress? Who's going to sex her? Who's going to sex her? Have you forgotten who's going to sex her? But you see, you see, you see, in the, in the country here, you auntie will buy the wedding dress for you from London or from America and then take care of the cake. So as you are getting married, there is no rule or law in your head for you to even pass it on to Ephraim or to Gabriel. Because at, in your time, everybody came together and they made the wedding a success. What it does is that it's possible there's no tradition being passed on from a generation to a generation. So when we come and we tell you what is in the Bible, you think that we are trying to bring some rules and to control you. But there's a whole big book that controls all of us. Amen. As much as it's not part of the rule, I don't think many people know that in the wedding band, you write your initials inside. The band that goes to the woman has the man's initials inside. And the one that goes to the, the man has the woman's initials inside. I mean, it's not a rule, but it's something that we do back home in Ghana. It's nice. 
If you are taking the pawn shop, you got to think about it. <laughs> no, we, 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 have, we have the opportunity to be so bonded and connected that we, 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 toy, with, we toy with it. I'm telling you. When I told my father I want to get married, there is something we say in my local language. It's a proverb. What's on our to What it means is that, you see, when people start courting, is it courting? People start courting. Courting. When people start dating, people start you know, doing things where I come from in the culture, sometimes what people do is that the lady will cook and put it in the plate in the bowl and put it in the basket and ship it across the oceans to the beloved. Right? <laughs> now, that was something that most mothers used to fight about with their girl children in the house. Because the mother will say that if you have reached the stage to cook for another man, you need your own plates and your own pots. You see, it's not that I don't love you as my daughter. It's not that I don't want to support you as my daughter, but it is a bad tradition to, to restrain you from what you need to learn and to know. So that when I'm not there any longer, you are not wondering, what do I do? That is where we are. Many people don't know what to do. That's why a, a, a man who's going to get married will ask that question. So which bill is for the man and which bill is for the woman? <laughs> and I'm sure you can easily go home and say, hmm, Bishop, I don't agree with Bishop. You don't agree with me? Go away if you don't agree with me. <laughs> That is why we can't raise generations who are proper and straight. Because what it, what it is, we don't know that we can also pass it on to people because we refuse it. Yeah. It's Moses who has brought us to this place. Because it was something with the Jews. A group of people. The church has its own way of living a life. Don't let anybody tell you anything in school. No, no, no. As a Christian, there's a way we live. So he raised up a seed unto his brother. Verse 20. Verse 20. Now there were seven brethren. This is Sadducees, their question to Jesus. There are seven brothers. And the first took a wife and dying left no seed. And the second took her and died. Neither left he any seed. And the third likewise. And the seven had her and left no seed. Last of all, the, last of all, the woman died also. In the resurrection, therefore, if you say there's a resurrection, because the Sadducees, they believe that there's no resurrection. It's like a group of uh, Christians who believe that the Holy Ghost baptism, the tongue speaking, is no more. So if it's a yes, then tell me what you are speaking. Explain to me what you are speaking. 
So they came and said that, okay, so if there's a resurrection, then in the resurrection, therefore, when they shall rise, whose wife shall she be of them? For the seven had her two wife. Yeah, they shared. So, <laughs> whose one is it? Can, can, you, can you believe that? You see, just like racial interracial marriages, I mean, the fact that somebody uh, is from a different race doesn't mean that that person can't be good to you. There's nothing like that. But people believe in so much in their race and their principles and their culture that you can be a good man, rich man, coming to elevate their child, but they say the color of your skin alone, I will not give her to you. And, and you are supposed to abide by that. Look at this. If this is a true story, then seven brothers to one woman. She moved from house to house. Because <laughs> when the first husband married her, he, he, he put her in a house. And then the man died, so the other person married her, so she had to carry her things and go and live with her other brother. Then seven times she had to move around. I mean, who does something like that? But the culture and the law of Moses said you should do so. In case closed, there's nothing like, oh, I don't believe in what Moses is saying. I don't think what Moses is saying is true. I don't believe what Moses said. What Moses said is, no, 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 they follow it. You want to talk about the Sabbath day, keep the Sabbath day holy, then you too, when your brother uh, dies without a child, marry your brother's wife. And give her a seed. <laughs> 24. And Jesus answering, and this is where we are, we, are, we are taking off. And Jesus answering said unto them, Do you not do, he said what? Do ye not therefore err? Because you know not the scriptures, neither the power of God. Do are you not? New Living Translation says what? What does it say? New Living Translation. Jesus replied. Your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures. <laughs> and then you don't know the power of God. I think this is I think this is this is this is a major thing. If there's anything that will work against you in your Christian life, it will be your lack of knowledge of the scriptures and the lack of knowledge of the power of God. Because knowing the word of God, believing in God, must also go along with what God is able to do in terms of the power that he has. That's why it was, it was sinful that people, the Israelites, used to complain and used to murmur and used to say all kinds of things against Moses. Because they didn't have food, because there's no meat, because there's no water. It was such a serious thing before God, because it's like, uh, what, 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 what are you talking about? You want water? Do you know who you are dealing with? 
And I believe that Easter, especially Easter, if nothing at all, is a season of a lot of power demonstration by God. God is all powerful. From Genesis to Revelation, God, the, the Bible is scattered and littered with the demonstrations of the power of God. But Jesus is saying something here to the Sadducees, which we must also learn as Christians, that the mistake we are making is that we do not know the power of God. the power of God. What God in his capacity as God can do and will do. That's what keeps you calm. It keeps you assured. It keeps you confident. When people are remembering and people are talking and people are competing and people are, you sit quiet because you know whom you have believed and you are rest assured and confident that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think of God is a powerful God and my prayer is that during this season of Easter that you will experience even a little bit of his power not just in the form of a feeling but in the form of things coming together. I'm telling you. When you serve a God who can divide a whole sea. Why, why, why do you get depressed? You, you, that's why I said you are not a good Hindu. But are you a good Muslim? Are you a bad Christian? <laughs> you are not a good Mormon. Was every week. She has a moment roots. <laughs> you think about it. Why will you think about your age when it comes to marriage? When you serve a God who is powerful. It's because of your lack of the scriptures, your lack of knowledge of the scriptures, and your lack of the power of God. Power? God's power? God's power? God's power? There has never been anybody who has died and has come back to life after three days. What are you talking about? I'm sure if all the people, especially Bonham, if Bonham could come back, hey! I tell you, people, people be very excited to see Bonham come back home. If Teddy could come back, I tell you from Babu John, I tell you. Hey. You will see the excitement on people's faces when Teddy comes back with Janet. <laughs> yeah. But the whole faith, the whole Christian faith is based on someone called Jesus who believe 
is not or was not an ordinary man. Came into this world. Even the way he came into this world, it was something else. Because to get pregnant, God has ordained that you need a man to get pregnant. But that's, that's part of the laws of nature. Except the human beings have managed to find corners and, and, and ways to in vitro fertilization. IVF. It's still a man seed. Yeah? It's still a sperm. I have never seen anybody pregnant without a sperm. As much as you don't like a man, you still need a sperm. You need God gave that power to a man. Then this one called Jesus, who people take, he's nothing. He's just like uh, uh, he's just like Muhammad. He's just like the same Jesus comes into a woman's womb who has never seen a man before. Then as if this one is different, so it, it won't pop up. But this one popped up like a normal pregnancy. And Mary went to a normal Georgetown uh, uh, Hospital maternity ward and went to push Jesus out. Let's, let's forget about that. How many of you ever had your mother tell you that when she was pregnant, when she was going to be pregnant with you, angel appeared to she in Charlestown. House 24 House Street, Charlestown. On 124 Middle Road, uh, La Well, An angel, a black angel, a Negro angel. <laughs> And spoke to your mother. And told your mother that she doesn't need a man. <laughs> at least no sister Waveney. I'm here. At least no sister Waveney. All of us. All of us came by the seed of a man. To the extent that our behavior as much as we are Christians, most of our behavioral patterns have, is coming from the seed that, we, that, that, that gave birth to us. Whether you like it or not. Yeah. You see how some of you walk. Those of you, those of you who have parents that I know, you just walk like your parents. You should see yourself. You should see your face. You should see your mannerisms. Just like your father, just like your mother. Yes. Joey and Jojo works the same way. Yes. Joshua doesn't work like that. Uh, Jojo and Joey, they work the same way. Next time you should look at them when they're working. You, you, you watch it. I mean, if you're a shepherd, you have to know your sheep. Yeah, Joshua works different. I don't know where he comes from. <laughs> yeah, but Joey and Jojo, they work the same way. Have you noticed? I came on those. Uh, <laughs> I came on those like Joshua. She knows it. Ah, okay. She's been studying them. <laughs> Thank you. He 
he says that your mistake. So, so we, we are likely to be making mistakes in our lives where we are ignorant about the power of God. You see, most of the time, the reason why we are not able to meet God's expectations, the reason why we are not able to be consistent in our Christian life is because we are ignorant of the power of God. <laughs> you see, we, well, I, I didn't get saved in a church per se. When I got saved, those were the days where we used to call fellowships. In Ghana, there was a movement. God stirred up a movement where people just rose up and said, I'm a man of God. And they started having small, small meetings in, in classrooms and in people's homes. They said, man of God. And they call it fellowship. They don't call it church because they know that meeting in the classroom is not the same as a church. So that's what they were having. And I joined, I gave my life to, uh, to Jesus in one of those setups. As a young man who didn't even go to school properly, couldn't speak English well, and said he was called by God, started a fellowship. Every day prayer, prayer, then his eyes open. He was a man who I told you uh, one day was sleeping and, and asked God to show him his power. And then a, and a palm from nowhere came to rest on his chest. And he ran away. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my pastor. When it was time to marry, prayer, he was a pastor. You see, I got saved in 1989. That time, I think probably it was an era that was coming to an end. You could not come to our fellowship with a lipstick on your lips. You are Jezebel. You are Jezebel's uh, uh, niece. uh, uh, (laughs) You you are are Jezebel. Lipstick? In our fellowship? You are Jezebel. I mean, you are rich. Red, rich. Red, 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 rich. Just just as your lipstick, so is your your demons. (laughs) Red, red, fire red. Lipstick. Pants. Coming to fellowship with pants? You are Delilah. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, it was straight scared dresses. Prayer only eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in those days, there was a lot of debate as to whether you should cover your hair or not. Why do you come to church with your hair? The Bible says you must cover your hair. You're weak. You will spend money. You many of you would have saved a lot of money. Shorty, this thing you have there, you wouldn't need it. You just put something on your head. It is covered. Ah. Nobody, nobody's watching her. God didn't. God doesn't want to see your hair. Run your heart and not your garment. Is that what they say? He used to pray. He used to pray a lot. And God started showing him visions and things. In fact, the, the, fellowship, the fellowship was called House of Prayer Ministries. It's a church now. It is still called House of Prayer Evangelistic Ministries. Yeah. Anointing. He will see something about you right now. I got saved in that group for one year. And then I, I migrated to um, the Netherlands. Now, when this man, our leader, was praying about his marriage. Because we, we believe so much so well that if God has called you 
for such a reason to start a, a, a church to be a pastor then the woman who's going to be next to you is very very critical because she can bring your 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 ministry down or take it up so 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 you don't you don't joke about your your prayer life when you think you need you want to get married you pray to prepare for god to give you the right person and that that you see our ignorance, the problem, your mistake, your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God. So he started praying about his marriage. He started praying about his marriage. He was praying about his marriage. Then, one day, God showed him a young lady. Has God ever shown you the person you're going to marry trots? You are, you're just there. You're just waiting for some man to come and take you away from the church. That's all you're waiting for. <laughs> There's no prayer. I'm a bad prayer about your marriage. The Lord showed this, our leader, the woman he has given to her, him as his wife. Do you know what? That woman that the Lord showed the image or the picture of to this uh, pastor. She was already dating a guy very known in the area. They were Christians. They were just going to get married very soon. <laughs> yes. I'm talking to you about the power of God. There is nowhere. We were all fellowshipping in like the same area. So it's like, okay, canal number two. So when you are going to fellowship... You are, you are likely to bump into the two of them also going to their fellowship. So there was a particular area like the, the bus park or the, you know, the junction or four corner that you will crash into somebody going to a fellowship on a particular day. The Lord told the pastor, that is your wife. The pastor said, this was this. This lady has a man. You see them every day. They are going to fellowship with their Bibles. Everybody in the area knows that they are going to get married. They go to another church. What are you talking to me about? They said, the Lord said, is she? You see, because when Joseph decided to get rid of Mary, there was an intervention. And that is the intervention I'm talking about. That you, because of the lack of the knowledge of the power of God, you don't know that God can intervene in your choice of a partner. It is, it, it is not impossible. It is not what it what the problem is that you lack, you do not know the power of God. So he mustered courage one day. And went to see the lady. Of course, he's a leader of a fellowship. He was known. So when he went to the house and said he wants to see the lady, I mean, a pastor has come, you know, nice. Went, sat on the veranda, and then the lady asked, you know, oh, man of God, oh, I'm so honored that you come and visit me. Ah, can I give you some water? I said, oh, no, I'm okay. All right, okay, so um, as for this one, I, I have to ask, why are you here? man of God said, well, I don't know how to say this, but I've been praying for a wife. Mm-hmm, go on. And um, the Lord has shown me that you are my wife. 
Come and see insults. Come and see insults from a Christian lady. The man just got up and said, I'm sorry. And he left. When he went, he said, Lord, you want to disgrace me or what? (laughs) How can you tell me that somebody's beloved is my wife? I mean, can you go to Akima and tell Akima that that, uh, help Akima? The Lord has ministered to me that you are mine and I'm yours, not Joshua. I mean, you will be seen as a very funny some way guy. I mean, Joshua, I mean, <laughs> but you see, in the realms of power and in the realms of the spirit, things are very different. So the man went back and then, you know, he continued to live his uh, fellowship leader life. A week later, the lady from her own mouth started having sleepless nights. Can't sleep. Can't fall to sleep. Roll on this side. Roll on that side. She was still with her beloved. Until one day she also had a dream. The man of God was sitting here somewhere minding his business. This woman came early morning like she was about to die or something bad had happened. She came to the man and said, take me, I am yours. Yes, I am yours. Take me. Take me and galam. Take me and galam. It's okay. Take me and galam. It was a, it was a, it was a major story in our area. If I tell you something from the Bible, you 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 will not even you you not even believe you still you say oh that one is in the Bible. <laughs> Bishop, tell me something real. I'm telling you something real. This one is real. Today they've been married for how many years? Over twenty years. With about three or four beautiful girls. Yeah, yeah, more than that. Ah. The woman went. Will it not be nice, Michael? MC will come and say, Oh, take me a galaxy. <laughs> not this one that when you say, Yeah, my God, I like you, then one day, another day, tomorrow, something. Hey, hey Lord, please help us. Oh, help us. <laughs> hey, everyday problems. God must be known so much that people will come to the house and say, and, say, and, say, and that's what we don't do. We should be able to believe the power of God so much that the people who don't agree with us and people who think that we are nothing, they will come to us and beg. Mr. John was telling me something about somebody who was part of our church a while ago who has left. He's a child father with two children. And he's living with a woman who's about 40 years old with three children. 
He called Pastor Gerald. <laughs> he's, he's crying out for my help. So I, I told you, help, I am not God. <laughs> Your help comes from the Lord. <laughs> hey, you, 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 I mean, what kind of help do you need? You are now a child father with two children with one woman. Now you are living with a woman of about 40 years old, about almost 15 years older than you. What help can I, Victor Collins, I said, what help can I give you? Should I come and remove, should I take the children and push them back into their mother's womb and make you a man without children? What help can I offer you? You do, your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God. You do the questions you are asking, it is coming from an ignorance of the power of God. That's why you're asking a question you're asking in your head. It is coming out of ignorance. You don't know the power of God. You don't know the power of God. The questions we ask ourselves. The questions that we've been, we've, been, we've been waking up in the night with, the questions that are making us depressed and frustrated and making such a nice lady, there, there are so many questions that you are not beautiful anymore. It is because the question is coming from a, a, a root, a foundation of ignorance of God's power. Let me show you another scripture where you close. We'll continue tomorrow. <laughs> it's Easter celebration of God. Yeah. <laughs> Luke chapter 9, verse 37. Your mistake, you do err because you don't know the power of God. <laughs> And it came to pass that on the next day, when they were come down from the hill, much people met him. And behold, a man of the company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son, for he is my only child. And lo, a spirit taketh him, and he suddenly crieth out, and it teareth him that he formeth again, and bruising him hardly, departed from him. New Living Translation. Go back to 39. And an evil spirit keeps seizing him, making him scream. It throws him into convulsions so that he foams at the mouth. It batters him and hardly ever leaves him alone. I begged your disciples to cast out the spirit but they couldn't do it. <laughs> Jesus said, you faithless and corrupt people, how long must I be with you and put up with you? Then he said to the man, bring your son here. Let me show you something. Bring him here. Uh, let me show him something. 
As the boy came forward, the demon knocked him to the ground and threw him, threw him into a violent convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the evil spirit and healed the boy. Then he gave him back to his father. Oh, oh, gripped the people as they saw this majestic display of God's power. King James. And they were all amazed at the mighty power of God. I want to challenge you this Easter season. Anything you have ever thought God cannot do, bring it to the altar this Easter season. You'll be amazed at the power of God in that situation. You'll be amazed. It works. Ladies and gentlemen, it works. It works. It works. It works. It has worked. It is working. And it took, it took, it took, it's going to work. The power of God permeates through every atmosphere possible. He is God. He is God. The people were amazed. Which tells you the reason why the word is there is because people did not understand. People misjudged. People thought otherwise. People didn't know. You are amazed about something that you never knew could happen. And so when they saw the display of the power of God, they said, what? This is amazing. This Easter season, may the Lord show you his mighty power. I said, this Easter season, may the Lord show you a power that you have never experienced before. Because he is the God you serve and the God you follow. Jesus the one who we are celebrating this season is the embodiment of God's power. I'm telling you. If we can challenge the world, we can only challenge them based on the power of God that we have. But we do err because we don't know the power of God. They were amazed. Like I said, the pastor married the woman. Hey, you see, because what you think about is what are people going to say? That's number one. <laughs> Your first level of not believing the power of God is to think about what people will say or people will do. And then you say, you know what? I don't like any problems. So let me just stay in my color. power of God is like a balloon deflated. But if you can stand it and say, I don't care. I don't care what happens. You will see how things will unravel. 
You see how things will unfold. You see how things layer by layer, page by page, letter by letter, how things will go. That's why he told the Israelites right at the Red Sea. He told Moses, he said, tell the people to be still and know. To be still. To be still. Tell them to keep quiet and just be quiet and see what I am going to do. Be still. And right before their eyes. Right before their eyes. Never have they seen anything like the Red Sea beaten parting into two. From where they were standing on the shore, the sea began to separate into two parts. And the Bible says that it became a dry land. And they walked through the sea on dry ground with a wall on the right and a wall on the left. Whatever was holding the sea on this side and holding the sea on the other side was a manifestation of what God can do. Ha. 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 Ah. All of them walked through dry ground. And the Bible says, as they were going, they saw the Egyptians coming. So even another temptation rose up. Because as they are going, then these people are also following. So maybe they are going to kill them right in the middle of the sea. God, didn't I tell you be still and know? Because what they could have done is that Moses could have said, you know what? Let, let some of us men stay behind and let everybody go. And then when they come, we'll fight them. No, no, God said, you go. You galang. You, take me and galang. <laughs> you galang, galang, galang. God himself started bringing the waters back together. I mean, as they were on dry land going, they could see the Egyptians with chariots and horses following them. So number one, the sea has parted into two. And then you are walking now, it's like you are comfortable. But you see your enemies behind you. you there's another, another uh, anxiety, another fear that has risen up. Even in the midst of what God is doing. Isn't it fantastic how people are ignorant of the power of God? He's the one who opened the sea for you to walk through. Do you think that he will just watch you? For the enemy to come and just consume you right in the middle of the sea that he has opened. The problem is that we err because of our ignorance where the power of God is concerned. My time is up. Stand to your feet, please. To be continued. <laughs> we'll come tomorrow. We'll continue. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you just lift up your hands and thank God for His power? Thank Him that, yes, yes, yes. If this is how He has started, then you know that there is nothing, nothing impossible before you. What has been worrying you, what has been disturbing you, ask for forgiveness that it has been because of the ignorance of His power. Speak to God right now in the name of Jesus. Speak to God. You do air. You do air. Because you know not the power of God. His power is available. His power is real. His power is also for you and for everything that concerns you. 
the power of God moves in mysterious ways. Thank Him for His power. And ask for forgiveness. Ask for forgiveness of things they have thought God couldn't and cannot do. In the name of Jesus, somebody pray. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Kalonus. Kirelis. Kabranas. Ria Kabarababandas. Karabandos. Somebody pray. Tell him. Thank him for the power. The power. The power at the end of the Easter season. The Sunday morning is going to be evident. Where a man who said he would die and rise from the dead died and he rose again from the dead. The power of God is real. The power of God is tangible. The power of God is available to help, to support, to encourage you. His power is here. His power is with us. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your power. 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 Yes, I release the power of God over your life. I release the power of God over your situation. I release the power of God over every sickness, everything concerning you. Believe the power of God. It is able to change and to transform and to turn things around. The power of God is available. It is here right now. It is here tonight. It is over your life. It is just close to you. Believe in the power that God gives. As it works on your behalf. Father, thank you for your power. We thank you for your power. We thank you for what can, can happen without our involvement and without our contributions. We thank you for the miraculous. We thank you for the supernatural. We thank you for things that can come together without our idea. Thank you for the power that comes from God. We know we are not the same. We are going to work indeed in real power. As we delve into the scriptures concerning this wonderful element of you. I give you praise tonight and I give you glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. We believe you have been blessed by the powerful teaching of God's word. For booking and more information on the ministry of Bishop Collins, please call us on 592-225-6760. Or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. You can also log on to www.shepherdhouseinternational.org. God richly bless you.